Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Canisius College Frozen Podcast. My name is Vinny Cristiano, in studio with Jay Ashdown and the man we call Scoos, John Scooza. Today, we're going to be talking about the second round of the Atlantic Hockey Playoffs. We're going to take a look at how good or bad our predictions are, were from last week and make some more predictions for this weekend's contest as well as evaluating the results and then making some final predictions for the season series as well. So we're going to not waste any time. We're going to get right into it. Let's make it happen. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome back. Hi. Hi. I'm doing well. I'm glad you're doing well. We can just skip asking you yeah, how you're exactly. doing. Scoo- I'm assuming right, yep. Scoos is doing well. Scoos is doing well. We I'm had a good weekend. That's great news. Uh, Canadians didn't have such a great weekend. <laughs> they they did lost not. twice. No, no, they didn't. That's not ideal. You could that say was, that. Uh, I was probably the closest on that prediction because I was the only one who had Bentley winning the series. I yep. just didn't have them doing it in two. That's true. Uh, and I think... Who, did anybody have us winning? Canisius winning in two? I had him no. in three, and you had you him both in three. had him in three. I, yeah. All right, that's all of us had that series going yeah, three, three. So we were wrong about that, but you which know. was surprising because they tied twice in the regular season. I assumed the two games would be a lot closer than they were. Yeah, they were not. I mean, the second game was close, but the first one was a blowout. Yes, yes, that's so true. the first one was bad. Uh, so six-one final. Uh, like I said, I mean, it's a best of three, so you never know what's going to happen. So I mean, we, we talked about the numbers beforehand. And uh, Aiden Polino was solid. I mean, he's he's been doing pretty well. He's won his last four starts. So it seems like he's starting to finally start performing uh, right at the right time for Bentley. And while Jacob Barshevsky has been awesome for Canisius at the end of the day, he is a freshman. And some of these blips happen sometimes. And it was a little bit of a concern having, you know, a freshman goaltender start a playoff series on the road. And I thought he was pretty shaky in the series. Yeah, I, I would make the argument that as a team, they didn't look fantastic. Again, they let up another goal within the last two minutes of the game in the second game. They were on the penalty kill, but when you're in a game that decides your season's fate, I, I, I you know, that's kind of a... Right. A T- timing is everything, because not only did you give up the game-winning goal with less than two minutes left, you also gave up a goal that... So you're down 2 nothing in game two. You tie it. You, you feel good about yourself. But then you give up a goal with 2.3 seconds left in the second period. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's tough. That's, I'm not going to say it's worse than getting scored on late in the game because it's not. It's but not, it's, but that's it's bad. bad. Because it's bad. it crushes the momentum. Going into the third, the other team has the mo- You have exactly. it going into the locker room. Because just had all the momentum. And you feel so much better. If you go into that third period and it's tied 2-2, I think Canisius wins that game. Yeah. But I, I, and, and they did, they, they tied you. it. They tied it. So I mean, I, I think that Canisius overall played pretty well in game two. But uh, and I don't I don't want to say I don't want to throw Barshevsky under the bus. I didn't think he played poorly, but he just didn't give him that that timely save that they needed in that game. Game one, he was thrown to Wolves. They only yeah. scored one goal and they were defending terribly. So I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna blame him for that one. Uh, but that's a game right there. You score three goals. You do a good job of coming back when, if you're Canisius. Y- you're expecting to win that game with Barshevsky in that, and they just didn't get it done. The, yeah. that, that defense in game one was horrible. Oh, they were terrible. When you allow six goals, you're, it's not ideal. That, that, they, that game one reminded me a lot of what we saw last year out of Canisius. They're chasing games. They're allowing too many two-on-odd-man rushes uh, of any kind, two-on-one, three-on-two, stuff like that, and hung out their goalie to dry. 
And uh, so that, that was a terrible performance. They had a great chance to win it in game two. Didn't get it done. Yeah. So Bentley will move on. They are going to go ahead and play AIC in uh, in the ne- the next round. Yeah. We'll and we'll get, we'll get to later. those series yes. later. Yeah. I just wanted to just kind of preface that. Now, um, so Garrett Metcalf got a penalty <laughs> in one of the games where Mercyhurst <laughs> lost to Air Force. Now, this was the only sweep on the weekend. Yes. Um, which was, and we all predicted that that would be a yes, sweep for Yes, we all had said that would be a sweep. Yeah. And it was actually closer than we originally predicted. Mercyhurst had the lead in the second period in game yeah. number one. And but, it just felt like it could be one of those. And it's like I said, if Garrett Metcalf takes over, th- this was a guy that was a six-round draft pick of the Anaheim Ducks. This is a good goalie right here. Yes. It's just that he gets peppered by so many shots because Mercyhurst does a terrible job defending that he had s- poor numbers this year. But he had that ability. He made 40 saves in that game. Well, that's if you listen to last week's podcast, John said he, met, he, he needs to go 39 for 40. And I said, what about 40 for 40? If you're going to face 40 right. shots, you you know, he's going to need he's to He's probably going to need to stop all of them just right, because of exactly. that's how bad Mercy yes. is. And it's funny because they only scored one goal. So legitimately, that statement was true. He would yes. have needed to stop all the shots. Right. Yes. But so, he, but, he allowed but two goals. They got the so empty much. netter. I, again, not blame. That's not. I'm, I don't want to no, make it sound like. No, we're not blaming like, Garrett oh, Metcalf reason, for that loss. No, the, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to make it sound like that. But like that, <laughs> theoretically, if that happened, that was really going to be the only way that they were going to win. Exactly. And in the second game, things were bad. Uh, not on Metcalf's part because Mercyhurst sucks. Um, frustrations boil over. Your season's ending. He. Takes a penalty, but it's <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of the word of what kind of penalty it is. It's a misconduct. Okay. It's a misconduct. And because it's a misconduct in college, a goalie can choose to go to the penalty box if they want to huh. to serve the penalty. Interesting. If it's in, within the last five minutes of the game. Oh, all right. So it was within the last five minutes of the game. So he just said, screw it, I'm going to go to the penalty box. So now what ha- – so again, I don't – I just saw it was not all over Twitter, but it was pretty popular. It was now, if, are you media. asking, like, say it's in the second period and you take a uh, penalty like that if you're a goalie? No, no, what no. Happens? I'm asking, so he goes to the box. What yeah. happens if, like, his penalty ends while he's in the penalty box? Does he just go to the bench then and somebody goes out for him? No, he waits because it's a misconduct penalty. Okay, yeah. so, so it's, it's one it's of those. Whistle. So it's, it's not like a – It's waiting for a whistle. Right, so he yeah. doesn't come out of the penalty okay. box. They put D'Augustine no. in net. No, um, so, yeah, it, it's not it's not one of those penalties that's served by another player in college. Like the goalie okay. literally will go to the penalty box. Okay. Well, I know that he was in the penalty right, box. Which is I just wasn't sure because I know there are mis- – at least in other leagues. I, you know, at, again, college rules, I guess I'm not familiar enough with them to know the difference in this rule because I would serve some that you just serve a two-minute and you're – like or like if it's like a bench minor, uh, that's a type of misconduct. Yeah, penalty. Right. But even then, like once it you're on a power play, and then once the time ends, you get out of the box and you're good to go. Right. You know. So um, now it was it five on five or were they on was uh, Air Force on a power play for that? It was a power play. Okay, that's what I thought. That's why yeah. it would lead me to believe that he right, would get out at the end of a two the two minutes. Right. No. So it was like I. They just were shorthanded for that. For the whatever period. Because, I mean, like I said, it was like within the last two minutes of the game anyway, so it okay. wouldn't matter. Right. Um, but it's within the last five minutes is the rule. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So that's really all to report on that series. That series is not great because Mercyhurst is Bad. not not great. Uh, 
Here's Force, the great. Here's Air Force plays uh, RIT next. Yeah, and we will get into that again later. Just transitioning. Now we're gonna go to the actual great series. This series was awesome, uh, especially was, if think, you're a goalie guy like me. Uh, I, I am a big you goalie are guy. indeed a big goalie guy. Yes, yes, you are. Now here's where I am a little upset because I said that on the last podcast mm-hmm. that I believe that Matt Radonski was going to have to give them two incredible performances yes. if they wanted to upset them. Yes. Because I think it's unrealistic just to play out, outplay uh, Justin Cavillmaster for three games. Right. You need two really good performances. Right. They got two incredible performances, a shutout, and then another – through the first two regulation uh, games – of this series, game one and the first sixty minutes of game two, Matt Radomski allowed one goal. Yeah, you like he can't shut out, and then the the and then, overtime, and then he only gave up one goal in regulation before they lost another day. If you get if you get those two, you can't lose that series. In a best of three, yeah. you cannot lose that series, and that just shows the flaws that Holy Cross has because Matt Radomski was phenomenal, and they still didn't win. Well, and, and then the game three, it's not even like it was that close. They only scored one goal again, so it didn't yeah. even matter how well he played. Yeah. He would have had to have gotten another shutout if they wanted yeah. to win. Yeah, 5-1 was ended up being the final scorer of that. Uh, Robert Morris, necess- not necessarily. We talked about how their second line needed to best Holy Cross's second line or and vice versa. Well, they didn't They didn't really have to do much because Holy Cross's uh, first, second, third, and fourth line did nothing in this series. That's so, <laughs> And when I say it's a great series, I mean the first two games were great. Right. Close games, right down to the end. You get an overtime game. Uh, the, de- the structure was great. Defense is great. You get great goaltending. Game three sucked because, I mean, it was a blowout. Right. Uh, it was 5 nothing for most of the game until Holy Cross scored with, like, less than five minutes left in the game. So, I mean, it didn't really even matter. Now, again, speaking of goaltenders, Justin Cabmaster was great. He was incredible, too. Is. Yes. Um, so, technically... Holy Cross probably looked a little bit worse than they actually were playing. He he was because he yeah. Well. I mean, it's not like they're it's an average goal. Right. Right you he, are shooting on Justin yes. Kappelman. You still allowed, gotta find some offense. For yes. Matt yes. You have to. You, you you can't just like not beat him. You have to do that. That's your yeah. it's a playoff game. That's your job. He only allowed one goal against in each game. The first mm-hmm. game was a two nothing loss, but the second goal was an empty, empty netter, netter with so six seconds left. That, so. so that it's not a goal against for Kappelmaster. Right. Um. And then obviously the overtime win was two to one, and the game three was the five one win, and he had a shutout in that game until later in the game when they allowed one. So now Robert Morris gets a little bit of momentum. They win two in a row in that series. They head to Fairfield, Massachusetts, to take on Sacred Heart, who has been hot all year, finished second in the conference, and they are an interesting team as we transition into our second round of the playoffs here. We're going to start at the top of the conference with AIC. Uh, I actually have some notes I want to read off real quick. Oh, you, wanna, to you just, have notes? Yes, oh, I have notes. Wow. So I put them towards the bottom See, just I for reference for each, uh, each record. Point? All right, you so, go ahead and do that. I did not I did not follow the transition correctly. That's my fault. No, I, I put it in bad order. So uh, I just want to point out each the home, the home teams for each series, what their home record is in the conference and each road team with their road record for conference play mm-hmm. is. So ASC's home conference record is 11-2-1. and Wow. Bentley's uh, conference road record is 6-8-0. So that'll be my first point as we go into the Bentley AIC series, mm-hmm. and then we'll move yes. on to for each series. So um, my prediction 
for the series is I do believe that Benley's actually going to take a game from AIC. Uh, how I feel it's going to go, AIC's going to take this thing in three. Did Did you have Bentley there earlier or no? What do you mean? I thought you had predicted Bentley to beat it. To, uh, that might have been something else then. I for No, some I said reason, I think Bentley's going to take a game from AIC. Okay. Well, I, well, I don't think it's going to be when, a sweep. When you and I were working on this earlier, I just remember, I, for some reason, I thought you had Bentley in three, which I was. No, I, no, I was, no. was going to like send you to the doctor. No, I, I, I think uh, AIC is going to take this in three. AIC's two wins, I imagine, are going to be like. Four one and five to two. They're not going to be close, that but seems but I like think Bentley sense. is going to take a close one, like a three to two kind of game. And it's going to be game two, and it's going to be a little bit of a stunner. But ASC is going to get by. Okay, that's similar to my prediction, and then I think Bentley's going to not necessarily be as out of it as they might be. But I mean, the record—I'm not going to say the record says it all. But AIC at home is—they're very very good, so I, I hesitate to to count them out. Bentley away, also away, it's not really that they're not that good, which you can be, you know, as expected. You're not supposed to be really as good away as you are at home, unless mm-hmm. you're Sacred Heart, when Sacred Heart right. is just hoping just to get weird. through this weekend when they're, and then they'll be fine. Because they're 13-3-1 and one on the road. Right. Like, that's absurd. So, and we'll talk about that in a little, a little bit later. But, right. Um, I do want to just point out that AIC averaging 3.24 goals per game, that's the second highest in the conference. Bentley is also averaging 2.86 goals per game. However, the goaltending I think that AIC is getting is better than the goaltending that Bentley is getting. Right. So they're going to... You got well, two seniors in that in Skog right. and Polino, and one's got significantly better numbers than the other. So, I, And I'm thinking that in terms of AIC, they will probably score th- four goals. It may be not in every every game now by every game i have aic winning this in two i have this as a sweep so i'm thinking that it could be like a four to three win and a four to one win i think four to one i think is a number that i'm very confident yeah in one of the games right because I, I, I had four to one too as right. one of the games, for some so. reason that just feels that feels good as a as a number prediction for me um and then now if you look at the the other side of that bentley does allow 2.64 goals per ga- goals allowed per game. So that's not necessarily it's kind of middle of the pack compared to the rest of the conference. Um, I mean, you kind of have Mercyhurst, which is allowing 4.14. Canisius and Holy Cross are both above 3. Ouch. But AIC 2.06, which is the oh lowest God. per game in the conference. So defensively, they also stand out, which is why I think that AIC is going to Well, speak here's the thing for AIC, and when we talk about how good their defense is, right. and it is a good defense, Yeah. Well, but I just what's, mean, what's the best defense of any? As a, a good offense. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's part of like the the right. thing is like they're so good at scoring and, it, and they ha- they're so good at possessing the puck that I mean, yeah, that's true. They're going to control pace of play. Yes, that's and that makes t- sense. And but I, that just plays more into my point of right. I don't think that Bentley can score the goals against AIC that they are averaging per se, and I think that AIC has a great opportunity to continue scoring how many goals they average. Right. So that's part of my reason. I think AIC yeah. is going to sweep it. That's my prediction. I have no problem with that. I just think for for one game, uh, I think Aiden Polino can stand out just a little, just enough for Jonathan Davian, Jakob Novak, Matt Kosevsky, 
uh, Luke Santerno, those guys to yes. step up for, for. And if they do, if they score four or five goals in one of the games and Aiden Polino stops 37 40, then you win 5 3. Well, then that's very realistic. I also just feel like the defense for Bentley, like your, your top four, have been playing better lately. I mean, Connor Broussard had a really good series, so did Brett Orr, recently playing well as Charlie Marshan. Uh, I, I feel that they can fend off AIC just for one game. That's why. I, that's why. I, that's why I'm giving them a game. It's right. just because of that. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, I think it's obvious AIC is going to win this series. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, especially because of their home record. Yeah, Scoos, you had the same thing. You had three games. Do you? Yeah. Are you echoing the same points, or do you make a different point? I I echoed the same I echoed the same points as Jay. I mean, him and I talked about this prior, and him and I came to agreement that you know it's gonna there's gonna be one game where Bentley's gonna go in and you know stun them and you know play out of their minds, and you know stun you know squeak by with you know like a one goal victory and you know overtime or you know maybe even regulation. Fair enough. That's um, you know that's. Uh, I mean, kind of hard to argue with. You, I mean, it's one game. It's hockey. Going you know what it way. is. Yeah. Like it, that's... It, uh, we talked the whole year about how a goalie can steal things for you and and steal. Especially it, in this uh, conference. Yeah, and I know Aiden Polino's numbers aren't great, but I mean, just step back for a second. All that matters is what you do in the playoffs. And right now, his goals yeah. against average in the playoffs is two. Yeah, I mean, they have save percentage is pretty good too. They have an opportunity to do something great. I mean, they are not. A, they still have games to play. They are guaranteed to play at least two more hockey games. Mm-hmm. If they win one of them, then that's just another game. Just yep. holding on one more long. I mean, it's you know not a remote possibility that they they win a game or even. I mean, I, I it's. I mean, it would remote. be stunning yes. if they beat AIC, but. I'm not going to look at it and be like, whoa, Bentley? Yeah. Like, really? No, because I, I think right. – and and I, I, I said this on my Twitter too. I, I think the job that Ryan Soderquist has done at Bentley is really impressive. I, I think he's doing some really good things with that program, and they have a lot to be happy with, especially because yeah. that's a new building that they're playing in. Yes, that was their is. first ever playoff yes. series victory in that building. Right. So that's something to build off of. Yeah. Absolutely. So I I think Bentley should be happy with where they're at right now, and you know if if you get a game that's sweet. If not, still had a, there's still things to look at and be happy yes. with with this team. I do want to point out real quick before we transition to the next series, special teams. While I don't know how many penalties each team is going to take really in this series. Yeah, you never know. You you, you uh, don't. However, AIC in conference, uh, sorry, no, just in general, AIC on the power play is hitting twenty point five percent. Which is, which is pretty good. Really good. Yeah. And on the penalty kill, they're only allowing uh, what looks to be 89 point, uh, 89.2. He's, sorry. Yeah, they're stopping 89.2% of right. penalty kills, which is also pretty good. Bentley, on the other hand, they are only sco- they're scoring on 19.3% of power plays, which is still good. In conference. Right, because, I mean, they got a lot of yes. uh, firepower. They only have 17.5 in conference. Penalty kills, they are they are only at seventy seven point nine percent. Yeah, their penalty Whoa. kills a little bit and of a problem. So special teams is going to be a very big factor in this if they can stay disciplined. In conference, they're only at seventy six point eight. So Ooh. especially with a good power play for AIC, uh, you but, get you get three power plays in one game. You're gonna score probably on at least one of them. Here's to go off of that point, Vinny. Here's another uh, fun little saying for you: Who does your best penalty killer have to be? Your goalie. Exactly. Goalie. 
But it, so that kind of feeds Aiden, off of each but, other. But like, again, I mean, Aiden, Aiden Polino's going to have to step up. He has to. That's that's you have to elevate to that next level. Exactly. You got to play at the top, top of your game yeah. if you want to beat AIC. Yes. He's going to. I mean, I know it's unrealistic, uh, but I mean, realistically, if you want to beat AIC, you're going to yes. have to play at a Justin Kappel Master level. Yes. That's yes. just how it is. Yes. Yeah. All right. We've we've yeah, talked about we that, that series a lot, and so we'll move on to the next one then. Robert Morris and Sacred Hearts. So Sacred Hearts conference home record is six seven and one, which is not that great for the team that's number two in the conference. Are you ready for this? It's exactly the same as Robert Morris. Robert Morris's conference away record is six seven and one. Oh, so that I am picking an upset. Yeah, I've got okay. So maybe I'm just going a little bit too far here. I am going to pick Robert Morris in three. And the reason is is because as much as I like Josh Benson, and you know I like Josh Benson yes. a lot, just the, the stats just are staggering in his favor, uh, Justin Kaplmaster's favor, because mm-hmm. of how incredible he is on a nightly basis. I mean, his numbers throughout the season, a 2.52 goes against average and a 9.29 save percentage. Now, uh, Josh Benson has a 249 goals against average, which is better, but save percentage is only 906. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, but it's because Sacred Heart scores so many goals yes. that he just has to be average in that. But, but here's, a, the, yeah, and here's another thing, though. We talked about, you said the best defense is a good offense. Sacred Heart is a high-octane offense. Absolutely. Four of their players are in the top 11 in, in the conference I mean, y- in yeah, scoring. You've got... Uh, four players right now who are in the 30. You get Jason Cotton with 37 points, Mike Lee, who's a defenseman, with 33 points, Austin McElmary with 32, and Matt Tugnett with 30. And even right then behind is Braden Tuck with uh, 28. Yeah. So you have a high-powered offense. So you are looking at a team that you can absolutely trust them to win a game 6-5. to five. But Robert Morris is not a team to allow five, it, it, six this, goals. This is why this this is the most interesting matchup to me. Because even though it's seven versus two, we're yeah. looking at a team that has average goaltending. But they their their best defense is their high octane offense because they control pace of play. Yeah. They possess the puck so much. They score a ton of goals. But you got another team that's all about structure and goaltending. It's it's such an interesting matchup. We have to find out: is it going to be the good offense or is it going to be the good defense? And you know what? Defense wins championships. No, I don't think Robert Morris is going to win a championship. But I'm going to go with defense on this one and say they're going to win this playoff series. But it's good. It, I think this is definitely going to go to three, though. Yeah. Now, if if I also think this is going to go to three, especially because of Justin Capmaster. I have Sacred Heart winning it in three because of that offense. I think they can do it. I right. think if they get excited, if they get excited and they make it happen, they can they can do it. Now this is another series that's going to be this. I think the rest versus repetition argument is. Come on, be, you know you want to say rest versus rust. I yeah right, <laughs> but I just it's just. This that argument I think is more valid in this series than it is in the a, the AIC Bentley series because you get like Bentley swept, right? Air Force swept. Yes. Robert Morris did have to play three games, so that is a good point to go off of because that's not something that these players are accustomed to. In addition, and the to first that, game is on Thursday. Yeah, and now and that's just even more. That's just building and building. AIC, you look. I'm just going to jump back to AIC. Their home record great. Bentley's away record fine. This they have exactly the exactly same the record. This this right is now. such an even match. Like this is the most even match. Like seven versus two it's series a, of all a time. Defensive esque <laughs> team in a sense mm-hmm. versus an offensive team. 
Now, here's where I think this gets really interesting and where I think this could go in Robert Morris's favor is patience because it's hard to get opportunities on Robert Morris. It's hard to get those grade A scoring chances, and it's hard to beat Justin Kappelmaster. Yeah. Sacred Heart cannot, and I repeat, cannot start chasing games and trying to go too much for offense. Yeah. Because that's that's the way that Robert Morris is going to have to win this series. They're going to have to play defense. They're going to have to keep doing what they do best. And they they're gonna know, they need to know they're going to get outshot heavily in this series. Yeah. But they need to wait for mistakes, and they need to capitalize on those mistakes. Now, capitalizing is going to be the interesting thing because that's a team that does not capitalize very often. They struggle to score goals. Yeah. That's why I think this is so incredibly interesting because it's it, it's hard for me to look at it and definitively say I absolutely think this team's going to win or that team. Like AIC, I think is an easy one. This yeah. one is so hard for me to pick. Now here I want to add another layer to the the, to the unfolding onion. omelet that is this yes this matchup. Okay, Robert Morris's special teams they are twenty two for one sixty on the power play. That's a thirteen point eight power play percentage. Not very good. No, just, no. no, that's not good. That's not, it's good. not good. No. <laughs> On the penalty kill, they've stopped 135 of 166. That's an 81.3%. It's the middle of the road. Yeah, it's not great. I, mean, I also say that's not good. Now, you take 166 penalties this season. Uh, I don't know how many that is per game. Well, it's, I mean, it's around uh, 30. So, t- uh, so take, so, like, Take that number, divide th- it by thirty. What That's how it? many penalties you're taking a game. I think the I think the stat here is power play chances per game. Okay, so I think opponents get four point five power play chances per game against them. Is that how many penalties did they take again? They've taken hundred and sixty six penalties. That's about five and a half penalties on average. So but out of a thir- out of thirty games, you divided by thirty. Yes, it did. Okay, that's around the games. So it, so I think <clears> they <throat> played like maybe thirty two because right here it says opponents against Robert Morris have had four point five power play chances per game. Okay, Sacred Heart right now their power play percentage is twenty seven point five, which their is power play absolutely is ludicrous. Insane. That's it's insane. insane. They don't take penalties against this team because. But Robert Morris is taking almost five per penalties. game. That's the problem. Is because Actually, if you give them, if you no no no, no. well they, yeah they've the uh, that's I like I'm confident that this is what that's so they're taking four point five, which is in between four and five. If you take five penalties in a game. You are almost guaranteeing that you're going to give Sacred Heart two at goals. least one or two. Yes, yeah. at least now one at least now especially now right yeah on the penalty kill Sacred Heart is eighty four point five which is again mediocre. It's just a little bit better than Robert Morris's. But if Robert Morris isn't scoring on the power play to begin with, Sacred Heart can stop them on the pe- when they're on the penalty kill. Yeah. So special teams again can play such a big role in any any series. That's how yeah. hockey works. Special teams can win or lose games. We know that already. But when you're facing a team that has twenty seven point five percent of their power play chances go in for goals you you can't afford to take penalties at all yeah, that, you that's, really can't. that's the that's one thing that and i'm if, struggling and if this with this goes to three saying, games and you give up special teams 12, make a huge yeah you 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 take 12 penalties in this series even if you take up 10 if you take 10 penalties three goals are going to be scored against you yeah, yeah. that's that's so you have to you have to either a spread that out one goal a game on the in, is you can the, live with that. Fine, absolutely. But if you take four penalties a game, and you allow one power play goal every game, 
plus the regular offensive scoring that they're getting. Yikes. I mean, goals per game is 3.88. That's insane. Really good. Yeah, it's really, really <laughs> so good. I don't so I, I really really have trouble seeing Robert Morris even with Justin Cavalmaster beat this Sacred Heart team. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I love the madness, man. I'm going for the madness, all right? Look, let's go, let's go are, for it. Upsets are fun, and I have one later that I'm really aggravated that I picked it, but I just have a feeling. And and sometimes that just I just know that I have to pick it that way. <laughs> Which one? Well, so I picked Niagara over Army, but I said Army would be playing in the championship game, so. Oh. Uh, I yeah. said that like I had Niagara times. too, but I had I had them we'll get into that later. Yeah. So I think that do you do you have your official prediction for this series? I have Sacred Heart in three, and it's basically so we all have three games. Yes, yes, it's gonna it's gonna be a tight series, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really really fun to watch. I'm I'm very excited for that yeah, series. It really is. So moving on to the next one, we got Air Force and RIT. Air Force Conference road record is three seven and four. Now it's 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 I should note that they're four overtime uh, things because. Th- they count both losses and wins for right. the overtime thing. Yeah. Uh, there's more wins than losses in that. Like okay. they went to overtime a lot and they do well in overtime. Mm-hmm. So three seven and four, they're they're about as good as a three seven and four record can get, I would say. <laughs> and RIT's conference home record is eight three and three. So they're a good home team. Scoos, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Oh, thank you. So I chose RIT and three. Um, and my big point was what Jay read off. Uh, Air Force's uh, road record, even though they won games in, um, in overtime, that road record's not that good. And if you know, you look. At, I mean, I didn't look at who they like beat and lost to. I for, you know forgot. To Regardless, look at I mean, they're all playing the yeah. same conference, so right. But I mean, you know, okay, maybe you give them two out of the. four four overtime game that's still five and it's five and nine that's still not that good you know i i that's that's my big point i think air force uh you know yes air force did actually take actually we looked up air force took a game against rt in at rt correct yes yes okay so i i think air force will win in three i think they'll take one game but i think rt is the better team and i think they'll win yeah i that's fair. I also have RIT winning the series. And in terms of games, I have three. Air Force, while good, I still think that if that I look at the record and I just I just don't like it. If I'm going <laughs> to – I, I look how you phrase it. I look at the record. I just don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> What else can I say besides that? I mean, it's it's truthful. Um, it's, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, really, if you again, I'm gonna I'll go back to the special teams just to to talk about it. RIT is taking five penalties per game. Their opponents are usually taking four. It's five point three and four point. It's four point three are taken against them. Um, that's uh, I, I for some reason this the stats don't actually tell me what they're. Power play, power and, pal- play and penalty, which is really weird. Um, so, so that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But it is what it is. The they regardless, they are uh, they're shooting one twenty one on the season, which uh, which is 
you know, that's not bad. I don't think their opponents are shooting .098 against them. So, um, you know, your it looks seems like your your offense is just a little bit better than you are defensively. But it's bothering me that I can't find their percentage. Air Force, on the other hand, I do have that. That's in front of me. They're twenty point nine on the power play, which is pretty good. And they are what well, looks like eighty eight point nine on the penalty kill, which is also very good. So Thank it seems you. seems like Air Force has the special teams advantage, even they though I have, have no idea what RIT's numbers so, are. I am going with another upset. Let's go. We're getting we're getting Air Force in three, okay? Okay, oh here's why. So <laughs> Air Force for that reason, you told me. Better special teams. Also, I really, really think the Air Force is very average at everything. RIT, on the other hand, great offensively. Do you know what's been the downfall of this team to an extent? Has been goaltending. Which is I wanna, shocking I wanna, to in, us. In, in, I'm going to say this because at the beginning of the year, this is a guy that I really like. Logan Drackett, man, step up. Yeah. This is why I'm picking Air Force because I think RIT should win this series. The reason I'm picking Air Force is because I am leaving it up to Justin, not Justin Campbell Master because we were just talking. <laughs> I'm leaving it up to my guy, Logan Drackett, to step up and win this series for RIT. He is the X factor because he needs to play better. So you said, you said upset. But you have Air Force in three, so you're saying so you're saying if RIT is going to win it, Dragon yes. needs to have a great weekend. However, you think that because of their downfall has been subpar goaltending, Air Force is going to take it bad by being just average and then advantage on the special teams. That's yes. your point. Because okay. here's the thing, I think that I figured uh, out RIT's uh, special teams. Let's hear way. it. Let's hear it. Their power play is 17.6 percent. Their power Air Force is better. Yep. Their penalty kill is 82%. Air Force is better. That's, yeah, that's not very good, necessarily. Yeah. He, it's okay. Now, I think th- uh, an advantage that Air Force is going to have in the series is puck-moving defensemen. Uh, Brandon Cook, Zach Mirages are two guys. Jake Levin's another guy. Alex Menner are th- – that's, that's your top four right there. They're all good at moving the puck. They're not a very offensive team. They like to throw a lot of shots on net. Um Air Force has always been this kind of team, uh, being coached by Frank Serator, where they just love to throw pucks on net, try and get rebounds, get people at the net. So this is why I think this comes down to Logan Drake. I'm just going to be real. I like Logan Drake a lot, but he's been disappointing this year. Yeah, That's why I say yes. he's the X factor. He is going to have to make sure that not only does he make the initial save, because they don't throw a lot of tough stuff at you, he's got to make those second chance yes. saves or make sure that those rebounds are in the corner. Right. I feel like Alex Schilling's going to have a better opportunity just because of the structure that Air Force plays with in this series. That's that's part of the reason why I think that Air Force is going to take this in three. That makes sense. Um, yeah, RIT penalty killing numbers are slightly better than Air Force. Air Force's penalty kill is 81% and RIT is 82, actually. So I might, did I, I don't know if I flipped the numbers there or what I did. If I don't remember what I read off, but because I already deleted the tab. So the next series is one that I is probably going to be exciting. Yes. I think. Army hosting Niagara. Niagara hit their hot streak at the end of the year. They've been good. Army has been good all year. They finished in a good spot. They got the bye, um, but they haven't really been. But they've they've really tailed off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Army's conference home record is six six and two. Niagara's conference road record is four eight and two. So not great on the road, Niagara, which which right. scares and very me. Very average for them. at at the at home is uh, Army. Uh, right. 
Now, Army has always been a good, especially on the penalty kill. They're killing off 87% of uh, penalties. So the so that's good. Um, in terms of penalties taken, Niagara is it looks like they have 12 minutes and 31 seconds of penalties per game, which is so quite a bit. Yeah, that's like six that's six minor penalties right there. Yeah, yeah. so that's 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 quite a few. Um, or a minor in two majors. <laughs> yeah. In terms of Air Force's power play, by the way, RIT takes 12 minutes and 51 seconds per game, so that's quite a few as well. Um, yeah. In Army only takes 10 minutes and 23 seconds. In terms of the power play, um, it looks like Army only scores, they score 0.45 power play goals per game, which is not a lot. That's the lowest in the conference or the second lowest, I think. It looks like Mercyhurst actually has the best power play goals per game, uh, but RIT fourth with 0.83 power play goals per game. In terms of, um, so in terms of that, I, I, favor army but niagara is obviously in it and i think peaking at the right time is going to be good for them going to be interesting to see how this series plays out with niagara's team being younger but Mm -hmm. army 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 has always had a what is a good program yes absolutely um and having guys like zach avancho and and guys who have been around for a while they know how dominic franco michael wilson right they know how to play even colin belek right yeah so It'll be. This is a series that I had Niagara upsetting Army in what is going to be three. What I had in three games. This is something that I go. I went against. I literally said probably for four podcasts that I think Army could play AIC in the championship game if that's how that bracket ended up working out. I thought Army was that going to be that good, but for some reason, again, I'm going to talk about that feeling that I have. I feel like because they've tailed off yes i feel like because they've tailed off and niagara's kind of hit a hot streak i think this series might have the advantage of niagara continuing their momentum in terms of they did rest right are you ready for another stunner yeah oh let's hear it jay let's hear it niagara in two yep i think niagara's gonna sweep this series uh part of the reason is because i don't think they can go wrong with either option they can go with seniority and well even though he's not a senior but seniority uh with brian wilson who's a junior in that he has a 916 save percentage and a 271 goals against average or they could go with their young freshman uh chad veltry who's played in 19 games and has a 931 save percentage and a 210 goals against average he's been excellent for them uh the health of Ludwig Stenlin, I think, is important. He's only played 16 games this year. I'm not sure if he's yeah. going to be available to Niagara. But regardless, right. Jack Billings has stepped up. Ben Soke has been great. Ryan Namofsky is a great freshman for that team. I mean, he had 19 points in his freshman year. That's 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 impressive. Uh, Eric Cooley has definitely stepped up. You know, you, you got uh, Noah Delmas and Chris Harper, your top two defensemen to rely on. Those are guys I like a lot. Uh, even Justin Kendall on the third line, I think, has speed that can help uh, Niagara in this series. Uh, and while Trevin Kozlowski, I, I, I like Trevin Kozlowski. He's got a pretty good 2.2 goals against average. His uh, save percentage, 909. Is it bad, but it's right. doesn't yeah. match up. I, I just think that Niagara's got the goaltending edge. They're hot right now. Army is has been slipping lately. They're not coming in. I don't think they, they're coming in with the utmost confidence because right. of how they've been playing lately. Yeah. I'm going to pick Niagara in two. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Woo! 
Ooh. We cooked through that podcast. I have a meeting to go to, so wow, we're just not gonna. Yeah, you're not. Gonna, oh, you're gonna oh, leave. I Jay or John. I thought you you mentioned. I thought you talked beforehand, but when I was putting away my charger, no. but I guess I was wrong. No, go for it. That dude. was Jay all talking. That's that's my fan. That's my I bad. am the minority on this one. I am picking Army in three. I think uh, my biggest thing was I looked at you know like you said with Air Force. I looked at Niagara's away record. I was like, I don't like that. Even though they're hot, I don't like. I just have a weird, weird feeling that they're just going to have that those woes on the road are going to continue into mm-hmm. the playoffs. And also, if they do decide to go with their freshman goaltender, it's the same argument we made with Barshevsky. Young goalie, you know, he's never had, he's never had playoffs. Well, I mean, they could also go with Brian Wilson, though. Yes, but I'm just saying. I mean, if they do run with the goalie that's been carrying them, who is a freshman, you know, He's got. He has no experience in the playoffs. Right. They at least have the option, though, if he were to lose a game, to right. make a switch. Kanishas, I don't really feel like no. had that Kanishas option. Had no, that. They, they didn't not. have that they option. Had to, they had to ride with Barshevsky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Released. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. they did. All right. Now so, he's got options. Robert Morris, Sacred Heart, kicks off at 7.05 p.m. in Connecticut. Then the other games start on Friday. And Sacred Heart Robert Morris series will finish up on Friday. Bentley AIC kicks off in Springfield, Army Niagara in West Point, and Air Force RIT in Rochester. So we will see how those go when we come back again in two weeks because we're on break next week. Indeed. So that'll be interesting to see how things develop from there. And uh, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Make sure to follow all our podcasts on at Real Griffcast on Twitter. And have a great weekend. Love you guys. Go hockey.